2: Welcome into our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score in the second game of this four-game series between the Brewers and the Padres. Milwaukee wins it 11-2 as the Brewers improve to 10-4 on the year and the Padres drop to 7-8. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Still a lot of people here inside the loft, uh, finishing up their beers, playing pool, having a good time. Not a good time for the Padres on the field here tonight. Really, from the get-go, the Brewers scoring four runs in the opening inning, and they never look back. Four runs in the first inning, one in the second, two in the fifth inning, three in the sixth inning, and one in the eighth inning. A home run for Christian Yelich, two for Rowdy Tellez, and Michael Walker had a very tough outing. He gave up seven earned runs in four innings and a third 11 hits allowed not a good outing for waka after two very very good ones to begin his season and that was pretty much the story eric lauer six innings one earned run given up he was great in his start for milwaukee the former padre and once again the padres offense two runs on nine hits not much doing and they were down early could not fight their way back with runners in scoring position Again here tonight, that was an issue, 1-for-10 with runners in scoring position. And the Padres have lost three in a row, going back to Wednesday in New York. And now the Padres will try to bounce back in game three of this four-game series tomorrow. And the Padres now a game below five 15 games in, still very early, but not the start certainly this team was looking for sitting at 7-8. and eight. A lot to do on our post-game show. When we come back, we'll take a listen back to some of the highlights from this game here tonight. We'll also hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Your phone calls our nightly awards and much, much more to come as we wrap this one up from downtown San Diego. Again, the final Brewers 11, Padres 2. We get it rolling on our post-game show when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. our postgame show continues here on the padres radio network final score here at petco park the milwaukee brewers 11 and the san diego padres 2 as the Padres drop the second game of this four-game series to the Brew Crew, Padres have now lost three straight games, and the Padres now 7-8 and eight in 15 games to begin the year. Meanwhile, the Brewers continue to play very, very well. They improve to 10-4. and four. Final totals here tonight for Milwaukee, 11 runs, 15 hits, no errors, and for San Diego, two runs nine hits and one error sam levitt with you on our post-game coverage from inside the loft here at the western metal supply company building at petco park still a lot of people here finishing up their beers and playing pool and having a good time and uh, certainly uh, that's great to see it was a great crowd again here at petco park tonight Forty-three thousand eight hundred and twenty-two. already the sixth sellout of the season so once again and unfortunately um Kind of singing the the, uh, same old story here tonight for a second straight evening. A great crowd, another sellout, but did not have uh, a whole lot to cheer about. Certainly last night's game uh, with Grisham's home run, a close game, extra innings. Padres could not win the game, but here tonight... It was all Brewers from really the opening couple of batters, the opening two batters. Christian Yelich, a leadoff in the first inning, an RBI double right after that by Willie Adamas. It was one nothing Milwaukee, and the Brewers were off uh, off and running uh, offensively. Never looked back in this game here tonight. 11 runs on 15 hits. A very tough start for Michael Waka More on him coming up in just a little bit. Again, we'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin in just a Uh, A handful of minutes here, so stay tuned for that. But first, let's take a listen back to some of the highlights from this ball game here tonight. The pitching matchup, on the mound for the Padres, Michael Waka On the mound for the Brewers, left-hander Eric Lauer. Not a good first inning for Michael Waka. Christian Jelic started the game with a double. Then, like I said, Willie Adamas then doubled to make it one nothing. Waka would get the next two outs, so an opportunity to limit the damage. But Brian Anderson doubled to score Adamas to make it 2-0. Luke Voigt hit an RBI single to score Anderson to make it 3-0. Mike Brasso was
3: next. Here's another 2-2, Brasso swings, hits it hard and fair down the third baseline. That's going to head down the line all the way into the left field corner. Boyd is lumbering towards third, he's going to be waved. Bogart's relay is on its way to the plate, the tag from Camposano and he's safe. Boyd went in feet first and appeared to hit the plate just before Camposano got the tag down. Brasso standing at second base and for the
2: moment it is 4-0 Brewers. Four runs on five hits in the opening inning for the Brewers. In the second, the trouble continued. Christian Yelich led off.
3: Here's the 2 0 pitch. Yelich swings, hits it in the air, deep down the right field line, headed towards the porch, and it's gone. A line drive home run for Christian Yelich. He is two for two with a homer and a double. It's only the second inning, and the Brewers in front, five to
2: nothing. Walk a pitch to score third and fourth inning, but the trouble resumed in the fifth inning. Rowdy Tellez hit a solo home run to right field to make it six nothing. Then a double from Ryan Anderson that hit off the glove of Trent Grisham and Luke Voit's RBI single made it seven nothing. Meanwhile, Eric Lauer was great to begin the night. Four scoreless frames in the fifth inning. Luis Campusano led off. Camposano swings,
3: hits one in the air to deep left field. Yelich is back, this one, going to go, a home run.
2: Luis Camposano with his first of the year, and now a 7-1 game. That would be all the Padres would get in that inning, but against Nabil Matt, the Brewers got the run back and more in the sixth inning. A walk, a single, and then it was Rowdy Telez again. Padres are in such an interesting moment here. Telez
3: smashes one out to deep right field. Homered last inning and that was a solo shot. This a three run homer way up over the old wall in right field and uh, Telez now is fifth of the season and this thing has been broken wide open. Ten to one Brewers in the sixth inning.
2: Broken open, indeed. Tellez with three home runs in the opening two games of this series. Not much to tell you about after that. The Brewers would get another run in the eighth inning on a ground out by Brian Anderson. Brought home a run after a couple of walks with Domingo Tapia on the mound. That made it a... uh Uh, at the time made it uh, an 11-1 game Padres would get a run back against Bryce Wilson in the bottom of the eighth inning a couple of singles by Jose Azokar and Xander Bogarts then Rugnet Odor who came in replacing Manny Machado in the lineup late in the game hit an RBI single to make it 11-2 and that was it, the final, the Brewers 11 and the Padres 2. Michael Waka, four innings and a third, seven earned runs given up, 11 hits allowed, walked one, struck out three. Nabil Krismat, two and two-thirds innings, three earned runs given up, four hits allowed, two walks, struck out one. Tapia, an inning, one run given up. And you know what? The only pitcher for the Padres not to allow a run in this game here tonight Brandon Dixon in the ninth inning who came in to pitch so you know the night was not yours when I say that the position player was the only guy to not give up a run meanwhile on the other side of things a well-pitched game for the Brewers like I said Eric Lauer six innings one earned run given up he picks up the win Bryce Wilson very effective three innings out of the bullpen and just one run allowed but again Milwaukee four runs in the first inning One in the second, two in the fifth inning, three in the sixth inning, one in the eighth inning, three home runs, one by Yelich, two by Telez, who has three home runs in the opening two games of this series. Tough one tonight for the Padres, 11-2. Padres have dropped three straight games. Let's get reaction from the skipper, Bob Melvin.
1: Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sinley Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Lee Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's
4: Asian Resource. What gave Michael Waka
1: so much difficulty today?
4: Uh, just some balls in the middle of the plate. You know, getting behind a little bit and... You know, just throw, it's a hot team, really hot team right now. They're swinging good, they're pitching good, they're doing everything right, and you know, they would ballsy he threw over the plate. They made him pay for it, especially early in the game, and get you on the run a little bit. this is one of those where it just felt like it was hard to get anything to turn your way. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to give them a lot of credit too. They're they've started out hot. They lead the league in pitching by a wide margin, and you know they got guys that are swinging the bat hot through the, through the lineup. So. You know what, they get 15 hits, scored 11 runs. You know, we just couldn't shut him down really at any point tonight. What made Eric Lauer challenging? Uh, You know, he sinks it one way, cuts it a little bit the other way. He's got a little bit of an off-speed pitch with a slider and curve. And, you know, you get behind big and you try to do a little too much probably sometimes as opposed to just pass the baton offensively and just turned into a really bad night. Offensively, you talked about being hit and miss kind of trying to find your group is how much
0: harder is that to do when you're in a five nothing hole, pretty early
4: yeah uh, yeah i mean you get a little bit of angst because you feel like you got to score quickly and you know they may the way they've been swinging the bats to continue to score so and then you get down big and you know just not a great feeling so these ones you just got to push away and come back next day and you know expect to win you see, see impressing pressing any, Bob? they reached that point yet? Or? I, no, I don't think so. Yeah. And We're just not, you know, we haven't, we've had games where it's been good. We have just not been consistent enough with those games to where we get a good feeling like we can get on a run yet. So, you know, my feeling is we're only a game or two of a way of getting a couple of offensive games where we're good and hopefully we get on a roll.
0: Concern for Nabil, not a good start for him, i year. Sure.
4: Yeah, it's not. Um, but you know what? He went out there and he gave us some innings. You know, almost three innings that we, that we needed. Uh, You've got to throw the ball over the plate, you know, especially after you go up a couple runs. So he's, he's off to a little bit of a rough start, but he had a good year last year and we expect him to, you know, turn it around. We've got the six-man rotation going. How. Difficult is it? How sustainable is it
0: if you're not getting starts like you were last year? Yeah. hard on
4: the bullpen. Right, it's tough. It's tough. So I mean, we, we got to try to press through it right now. Hopefully, Joe comes back, and you know, we, we get some off days coming up. Didn't doesn't help what we're 22 out of 23 or whatever it is to start the season. Uh, you got a short bullpen. It's it's tough to navigate. So you know, we get hopefully get some off days that uh, coming up that refresh us a little bit, and you know, therefore. You know we're not as taxed
2: that was Padres manager Bob Melvin from down by the clubhouse after today's game Milwaukee wins it 11-2 Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show inside the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park you heard Bob uh, talk about being down early in this game he was asked if he feels like this team is pressing right now and essentially said no he talked about Nabil Krizmat another tough outing uh, here tonight for Nabil, Chris, Max and uh, look offensively. There's no doubt it is harder when you're immediately down in a game, and that's the way this one went here tonight. The air was taken out of the balloon, uh, if you will, in the first inning uh, right away. Yelich and Domus, the back-to-back RBI doubles. Waka, or I should say, the back-to-back doubles. Domus had the RBI, then Waka gets the next two outs, and I think you could argue the early part of this game really where it turned and could have gone differently if Waka gets out of that first inning with just the one run given up maybe this is a different game but after there were two outs and Adam is still on second base RBI double for Anderson RBI single for Voit, RBI double for Brasso and just like that for nothing then Yelich, a one out a uh, solo home run in the second inning five nothing and yeah it was an avalanche from there as the brewers uh, score 11 runs on 15 hits certainly with all that said the concern probably continues to be the Padres' offense. Not a big night for the offense. Juan Soto, 0-3 with a walk. Uh, Manny Machado did have uh, a base hit in this game. He walked in this game. Xander Bogarts continued his on-base streak to begin the year. A base hit in this game. Uh, Campusano, the home run. That was a bright spot. Azokar a couple of hits. That was a bright spot. But again, we're talking about... Uh, sort of small bright spots otherwise in a, a disappointing night for the Padres so uh, 11 and 2 the final score Padres again have dropped three in a row they dropped the seven and eight on the season and we will come back with much much more some of my thoughts when we come back through some of the offensive numbers here in this last five game stretch the issues with runners in scoring position we'll also take your phone calls here coming up in just a little bit 833-288-0973 the phone number to call look at the out-of-town scoreboard and much much more to get to the final again brewers 11 padres 2 our post game show continues when we come back on the padres radio
5: network hey rob bradford here you guys know i'm always up for a good mvp story and one of the best
2: Our post-game show continues on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. The final score in game two of this four-game series, the Brewers 11 and the Padres 2 as we wrap things up from downtown San Diego. Final totals again for Milwaukee, 11 runs, 15 hits, no errors. And for San Diego, two runs, nine hits, and one error. Still a lot to do in our post-game coverage. We'll take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up in just a little bit we'll also give out our nightly awards we will squeeze in some of your phone calls here tonight 833-288-0973 the phone number again 833-288-0973 the number to call to break down this game a little bit more in my mind I don't worry too much about what we saw from Michael Wacca tonight the first two outings of his season especially last week in Atlanta he was excellent six innings ten strikeouts very very good six scoreless for Michael Waka in that game in Atlanta this appeared to be one of those games for Waka, where he just didn't have it and got hit hard. And that will happen to good starting pitchers. Four and a third innings, eleven hits allowed, seven earned runs given up. Gave up the two home runs, one to Yelich and one to Rowdy Telez. And the extra base hits really were the thing that stood out tonight against Michael Waka. Waka allowing eight extra base hits. That was a uh, 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 single game career high. His previous was seven allowed uh, in September of last season against Baltimore. So eight extra base hits allowed by Waka tonight, and that was a single-game career high. One of those nights for a starting pitcher where it was pretty evident from the get-go, the back-to-back doubles by Yelich and Adamas, that uh, it might not be Michael Waka's night. We'll see what Michael Waka does the next time out. I'm not overly concerned about him the area of concern although i think long term it shouldn't be a concern this team like bob melvin said earlier today is built to hit and you would imagine they will start hitting at a more frequent uh, frequent rate here soon but the numbers are the numbers the last five games for the padres they have a total of 11 runs on 32 hits and 11 runs in five games that is not a lot especially for an offense with the names this lineup has in it, even without Fernando Tatis Jr. So the 11 runs in the last five games, not particularly great. The issues with runners in scoring position, they continued here tonight. And even though this was a 4 nothing game, then a 5 nothing game, then a, a 6 and 7 nothing game, yeah, it was a little bit out of hand early here tonight. But still, with this lineup, a 4-run, 5-run deficit, should be within reach with the names in this lineup the Padres were 1 for 10 with runners in scoring position here tonight some numbers as of late with runners in scoring position last three games Padres are just 1 for 20 with runners in scoring position last five games if you go back a little bit further 4 for 31 and it's one of my favorite sayings if you listen to me on the post game especially at times where You know, we're trying to figure out some not-so-good things going on with the Padres. I love to say two things can be true at once. On one hand, do I think this is a time to push the panic button at 7-8, 15 games into into the season? I do not. I don't think that at all, and I think offensively this team will hit and hit a lot. I think it's a small sample size. Even when we're talking about somebody like Juan Soto. Small sample size to begin the year. Does the finish the last year in the regular season. What he started with this year. Could that concern you a bit? Maybe. But there's a track record there. And I think the belief around the team. The organization. And and for myself as well. Is that he will be the guy. um, That he was in Washington. On a day to day basis. As far as hitting the baseball. And hitting for a higher average. Things like that. So. I do believe this offense will hit more consistently. At the same time, we say two things can be true. A 7-8 and eight start is a little bit underwhelming uh, for a team that has the aspirations the Padres do. So it is currently April 14th. No reason to panic in my mind at all. But is it fair to say, uh, you know, not the start this team wanted? I do think that's fair to say at 7-8. and eight. And I think the guys in that clubhouse would Uh, say that as well so Milwaukee playing really well credit to them 10 and 4 we'll see how the Padres bounce back in the final two games of this series again we will take some of your phone calls here coming up 833-288-0973 the phone number let's take a look at who went deep today around the major leagues which players went deep tonight? This is our
1: MLB Home Run Tally, presented by Mr. Moto Pizza. Bringing back the old New York pizzeria experience with fresh, funky, thin-crest gourmet pies and the original Stuff Knots. With eight locations in San Diego, find your favorite
2: at MrMotoPizza.com take a look at some of the players that hit home runs in the majors today we will have the full look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up a little bit later Francisco Lindor for the Mets a grand slam and the Mets win in Oakland for the Dodgers today Chris Taylor Max Muncie hit home runs for Colorado Chris Bryant hit a home run and we talked about Jared Kelnick of the Seattle Mariners a couple of days ago what he's done in the early part of this season a home run for Jared Kelnick today for the Mariners. And we will have a much deeper look at the out-of-town scoreboard. More guys that hit home runs today coming up later in our post-game show. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show inside the loft here at Petco Park at the Western Metal Building. Final score here tonight in Game 2 of this four-game series, the Brewers 11 and the Padres 2. As always, if you want to chime in on social media, you can do that. Tweet at me at 97.3 The Fan SD or at Sammy Lev S-A-M-M-Y, LEV on Twitter. Instagram, Sammy Lev, there as well. S A M M Y L E V. On TikTok, Sammy Levitt. Just to add the IT to the Sammy Lev. Would love to talk to you there as well. So certainly would, if you have a good thought, something worth reading about this game here tonight, would love to hear from you. And as always, just let me know where you're tuned in from on this Friday night again a great crowd here at Petco Park credit to the fans who came out really on a beautiful day and evening for baseball 43,822 the sixth sellout of 2023 already for the San Diego Padres but they were not treated to a particularly good game 11-2 the final Milwaukee wins it here tonight let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game which pitcher was dealing today let's find
1: out who's today's ace pitcher of the game brought to you by the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware from trinker and weber to the big green egg all your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the grilling store at hillcrest ace hardware
2: one of those nights where we got to go with the brewer Just got to be that way tonight. Eric Lauer, he was great. Former Padre. We talked about it in the pregame. The steps forward he's taken the last couple of years. We heard from Brewers manager Craig Council about it in the pregame. He was very good here today. Six innings, one earned run given up, five hits allowed. Walked two, struck out five, 94 pitches, and picks up his second win of the season. Eric Lauer, our ace pitcher of the game for Milwaukee. We'll step aside, come back with some of your phone calls. Again, the number, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. If I have to play uh, uh, emotional support today, I will. I don't think it's time to panic. Obviously not the start you were looking for, 15 games in at 7-8, and but uh, we'll talk it out here on the Padres Radio Network. We continue after this.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential?
2: Our game show continues on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight, the Brewers 11 and the Padres 2. As the Padres drop the second game of this four-game series to the Brew Crew, Padres will try to bounce back tomorrow. First pitch at one ten p.m. tomorrow. We have a couple of afternoon games in a row. A rare Saturday day game tomorrow. One ten tomorrow, One ten Sunday. And I think you could say a big couple of games here for the Padres. They've dropped three in a row. A very talented and uh, a hot Brewers team right now 10 and 4 after the last couple of wins the last couple of days here at Petco Park and the Padres will try to bounce back tomorrow again first pitch at 110 and our pregame coverage will begin at twelve ten right here on 97.3 the fan and the Padres radio network coming up in a little bit this is an old-fashioned radio tease not that it's anything too crazy but I've got just a, a little note here if you're somebody who's panicking at 7 and 8, look, not a great start. No way around it. But if you want to hit the panic button, I have a note and a couple of numbers to explain why I don't think you should. That'll come up a little bit later here in our post-game show. That's all I'll say. It's not that dramatic. I just made it sound way more dramatic than it is, but... I got a, an interesting note here from last season uh, about the 7-8 and eight start through 15 games. We will take some of your phone calls here in just a moment. Again, the number 833-288-0973. Let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut?
1: It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit sandiegofoodbank.org.
2: Well, our relief pitcher of the game. Here are the options. Neville Krizmat, who gave up the three-run home run to Rowdy Tellez, Domingo Tapia gave up a single run in his inning of work in the eighth. Bryce Wilson, if you want to go with the Brewer, he went three innings, solid, gave up one run. But there's only one pitcher in today's game, one reliever in pitcher period that had a scoreless inning. That was the most efficient of any Padre reliever. It was Brandon Dixon, position player, who pitched that ninth inning, got Brasso, Miller, Weimer, the 789 batters retired the side in order we're gonna go with brandon dixon i thought about it on my walk over here to the loft i've talked it out with a couple of people inside the loft and the consensus is brandon dixon will be our relief pitcher of the game you know what we may not have hopefully we do not have another opportunity to do that here in 2023 give a padre position player relief pitcher of the game But why not? You know what? When else is Brandon Dixon going to get relief pitcher of the game? So we're giving it to Brandon Dixon. A scoreless inning out of the bullpen. He was a reliever here tonight. I don't care that he's not really a pitcher. He was a reliever. And he pitched a scoreless inning. And he was the only reliever that appeared in this game tonight to not allow a run. So Brandon Dixon is our relief pitcher of the game. Love we'll our player of the game. Out of town scoreboard coming up. More of my thoughts coming up on this 11 to 2 defeat for the Padres here tonight. But I do want to uh, get to some of your phone calls here as always on the post game show. So let's do that right now. If you want to get in line, 833 288 0973, the number to call. Let's kick things off tonight with Lee, who's calling in from San Diego. Hi, Lee. Welcome to the Padres Radio Network post game show. How are you?
6: Hey, Thank you for taking my call, man. Um, I'm very disappointed in, in the 11-2 loss to the Brewers at Petco. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what's really bothering me is the lack of offense. It's not so much the pitching, because I know we're without some of our best pitchers right now. It's the the all-star lineup that is not coming through right now. And, I'm not worried. I'm not panicking or anything. And I just heard Fernando Tatis hit three home runs for the Chihuahuas the other night. And we got him coming back in the lineup. And I'm not worried at all, man. Um, But I'm just kind of disappointed in
2: the, the offense that is
6: there right now that isn't performing. What do you think, bro?
2: Yeah, Lee, appreciate the call. And uh, look, I think you, you kind of summed up in a way the way I feel about it all right now. Number one, getting Fernando back in less than a week will be huge for, I think, this team, for, I think, this fan base, for this lineup. He is an MVP caliber talent. Talked about it last night after the three home runs in El Paso. It's a big deal that he's coming back, and it will make this lineup that much better. With that said, even without Fernando, this is a very good lineup with the likes of Bogarts and Machado and Soto at the top. And, I mean, I don't have to go through the names. If you're listening out there, you know the names. This is a talented lineup. And I said it earlier. I'll say it again. You know, two things can be true at once. On one hand, a 7-8 and eight start in 15 games is not what you wanted is not what I think we all expected. We expected a better start. Hey, I will be the first one to say, I said to people during spring training, I thought this team was capable of getting off to a really hot start and not taking their foot off the gas pedal. And having one of those, and by the way, it's still early enough to do this in my mind here on April 14th, but having one of those real wire-to-wire feel good somewhere between 90, 100, or maybe even more wins and go win a division and be a real favorite to win a World Series heading into the postseason. That can still happen. They're 7-8. We're 15 games into an 162-game season. Um, look, it has not been the start that you wanted through 15 games. There's no way around it. They're 7-8. and eight. With that said, um, the offense has been quieter than you would have imagined for sure. Um, Look, there's been some nice moments as well. I'll also admit that after they won the three straight games in Atlanta, they won the Tuesday game in New York. They had an opportunity to make this a a five and two road trip on a Wednesday to Atlanta and New York. I I felt good about where this team was at, you know, Uh, had a hit in Atlanta and, you know, you go five and two on that trip, you come home, hopefully get some more wins, You're feeling good, but unfortunately here it's kind of gone the other way. And, uh, you know, it's the the windiness of a baseball season and and small sample sizes. So, um, look, the offense has to be more consistent. There's no way around that. Bogarts has been great. You know, Manny's had some moments, but certainly from a consistency standpoint, hasn't quite been what, what he usually does. But, again, we're talking about a super small sample size early in the year. I'm not worried about Manny at all, and I don't think you should be either. Um, look the Juan Soto situation tonight 0 for 3 a walk hopefully he starts to come around and and we see the consistency that he put up before he came to San Diego Um, as far as the batting average things like that and look that's not the the only number you look at but Um, it's not where you'd want it to be he's batting 189 and now 50 plus at bats he's got plenty of time hey a good week we'll get that average a great week we'll get that average to you know 280 300 so it can happen that quickly early in the year but early on it hasn't been the start that you would have wanted from him um and a couple of other guys in this lineup have not hit the ball great as of late either so um has it been a disappointing start for the offense yes Um, Is it reason to panic about the offense? No. Is it reason to panic about this team? No. They're not whole, and I'm not even sitting here trying to make excuses, but that's the reality. They are not at full strength without Joe, without Fernando. um, Hopefully you get Robert Suarez back at some point in in the relatively uh, near future, and uh, you go from there. But we'll see. It's it's still in my mind. Very early, and and I actually, Lee, I thought I thought you kind of uh, said what probably a lot of people are feeling that uh, you have a lot of belief in this team, but it's it's not the start you wanted, which I think is a, a fair feeling. Let's go to Jay and El Cajon calling in. Hi, Jay. How are you? Well, Sam, I'm not so good. Obviously, everybody
1: hates to lose, but uh, mm-hmm. all in all, like you said, we talked about last night. It's early.
5: Seven and eight. We're not four and 11. Um, two words come to mind, though emotional damage. Um, to go down on four nothing in the first before your pitcher even has a time to make an adjustment is rough. You know, it's a tough outing for Waka.
2: Um, I think he's money, though. I think he'll be great down the stretch. Like you just said, we get Musgrove back. We get Tatis back. We're going to be a different ball club. Um,
1: that said, on the lighter note of things, you're going to get a kick out of this. For everybody mm-hmm. listening out there,
5: you do not start a wave when we're chasing 10. And if you do decide to start a wave, it's clockwise, okay? Clockwise, people. In the history of baseball, you don't go counterclockwise on a wave. But other than yeah. that, Joe wants, to say, Joe, Joe wants to say something real quick, Sam, and then okay. we'll get off. All
6: right, so obviously not so great. But what I have to say is, like you said, it's early. I wouldn't hit the panic button right now.
2: All right, well no. well said, guys. Joe, Joe, Joe thinks we're going to win 20 games in May, so I think we're going to be okay. just fine. I'll take that, yeah. Well, thank you for the call, uh, Jay and Joe. Uh, appreciate it, and uh, good meeting you guys uh, yesterday as well up here in the loft. Um, yeah, I didn't notice the wave. Look, uh, you know, if you've listened to me before, we went over this last year. I went over it on Twitter. I am pro-wave. Um, I just think... Let fans do what they want to do, and if collectively they want to do the wave, I, I don't really have a problem with it. I think it's part of being in a stadium, being at a baseball game. At times, I understand that is a very unpopular opinion with a lot of people, but I will say this: if your team is down ten runs, I don't think that is uh, the best time to start it. But, but I'm I'm generally pro wave to be to be honest with you. By the way, speaking of the wave, I want to check out one of those uh, soccer games uh, this summer. That's on my to-do list. Uh, if you if you uh, have been to a wave game and you, you've really enjoyed it, tell tell me about it. We'd love to uh, hear where you sat, what what you can do there. I'm I'm looking forward to going to one of those games. Just popped into my mind as I was talking about the wave. All right, let's continue on the phones. We go to Sean, who's calling in from San Diego. Hi, Sean. Hey, how are you? Obviously, so so. <laughs> <laughs> um so I guess
6: two things that I keep hearing everybody's worried about Soto and yet isn't this I mean Soto that that the he has 11 walks in 14 games only two players have more walks than him in the league he is probably going to lead the league in walks again um this is kind of what he does I think the challenge that we have is the challenge we've had for the past 2
1: years in that our guys get in a mode that it's like, if we aren't swinging
2: for the fence, there's no point in hitting the ball. Mm. And, you know, we got rid of the shift and everybody said, oh, now we can hit more because we can hit more singles. We can hit more doubles. And our guys are still swinging for the wall. If you look at, I mean, you know, you've got the stats in front of you. How many of the runs we've scored this year have
6: been on a home run so far?
2: It's an incredibly high
6: percentage.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, well look, I, I don't have the exact number, but I will tell you, and appreciate the call, Sean. I will tell you, at least when we were looking at it, um, there was a number I read off, it could have been a week ago at this point, it was at some point during the road trip, about how how much of the offense had come via the home run. I don't have the number in front of me right now. I, I could probably figure it out later tonight. But you're right, uh, especially as of a week ago, it had been a – a very home run reliant offense. I think the point on Soto, look, he's got a great eye at the plate. Nobody disputes that. I do think that the expectation is that you want him to slug more, um, to hit the ball hard more. Um, you know, that that's what he was brought here to do, and he's fully capable of doing that. Um, but, you know, obviously the early part of this year, uh, it, it hasn't been very consistent. You know, in New York the other day, I mean, he hit a ball 453 feet, you know had a double he's had moments as is Manny but the consistency hasn't uh hasn't really been there so and by the way I I to the point about the shift I would think Juan over the course of a full season here would be one of the guys to really benefit from that somebody who when he's going right hits it's all fields um can obviously pull the ball hits line drives all over the place I mean that's the Juan Soto that uh, that was in Washington, and you would imagine with the shift, I mean, he should really benefit by being able to hit a hard line drive into right field and not worry about a uh, an infielder playing in shallow right. I mean, that should be right up his wheelhouse as far as collecting more hits. So hopefully that's to come. Um, again, you know, just like I said with the offense, I'm not super panicked about Juan Soto at this point. Um, I think, you know, let's forget last year, and even Bob Melvin talked about it in the pregame, about the difference between last year and this year, and the trade last year, how much was on his plate. I think it's a harder situation than a lot of people realize, and, you know, I just can't get there 14 games in to be panicked um, about his performance. Now, you know, over the course of the next few weeks, you'd really like to see him get going and start, you know, hitting the ball hard with absolute regularity, and, have that average come up we'll see um we'll see uh if he can do that in in, in the weeks to come so uh appreciate the calls um checking my uh, chart here to see if we have any others uh uh waiting on hold we'll get to some others after the break uh again the phone number 833-288-0973 833-288-0973 milwaukee beat san diego tonight by a final of 11 to two uh we'll uh We'll come back on the other side of this break. We'll uh, recap this game one more time for you. Go over some of the numbers, and uh, we'll also give you our player of the game, take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. And like I said, on the other side of this break, I promised you a number, a piece of information from last season that might make you feel better about this 7-8 and eight start. I'll tell you what that is when we come back on the Padres Radio Network.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Our postgame show continues on the Padres Radio Network. The final score here tonight at Petco Park, the Brewers 11 and the Padres 2. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building inside Petco Park. Everybody was finishing up their beers, having a good time, and now everybody has left the building. They have gone home, and now we're to the part of the evening where it's just me here at petco park me my thoughts and you listening out there as we wrap this one up the brewers win it 11 to 2 we will take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard here in just a moment tell you about our player of the game again if you're just joining us to quickly recap the way this one went here tonight the brewers scoring four runs in the top of the first inning and immediately the Padres were down by a bunch, and the Brew crew never looked back. Back-to-back doubles by Christian Yelich and Willie Adamas, first two batters of the game against Michael Waka. Immediately it was one-nothing. Later in the inning, RBI double by uh, double by Brian Anderson, RBI single by Luke Voigt, RBI double by Mike Brasseau. Four-nothing Brewers immediately solo home run by Christian Yelich in the second inning made it five to nothing. Then another home run by Rowdy Tellez. A solo shot in the fifth inning made it six to nothing. RBI single by Luke Voigt, who had three hits in this game. Former Padre came back to Petco Park, played well here tonight. That made it seven nothing. Padres did get a home run, solo shot by Luis Campusano in the fifth inning. That made it a 7-1 game, but then Rowdy Tellez in the sixth inning against Nabil Chrismat, a three-run home run, his third already of this series in two games. That made it 10-1. Brewers got another run, manufactured a run in the eighth inning, made it 11-1. Padres got an RBI single from Rugnet door in the eighth inning, made it 11-2. And that was it. That was all the scoring in this game. The big storylines on the pitching side of things, Michael Walker. Four innings and a third, 11 hits allowed. Eight of those 11 hits were for extra bases. That's a new career high in an outing allowed by Waka. Seven earned runs. He walked one, struck out three. Waka uh in this game here tonight throwing 93 pitches. And Eric Lauer, the former uh, former Padre and uh, former first-round pick for San Diego, he was great in this game. Six innings, one earned run given up. Five hits allowed, walk two, struck out five, picks up his second win of the season. And as I said earlier, my concern in this game, really not Michael Walker. It was one of those nights. And even the greatest of greatest of pitchers have those nights. And it was pretty evident from the first inning on uh, that Wacca did not have his best stuff here tonight, got hit around a bit, and uh, gives up seven earned runs and four innings and a third. He's been very good so far in the first two starts, hopefully, Michael Wacca fares better the next time out. The concern continues to be this surprisingly quiet and inconsistent Padres offense, just to go through some of these numbers again that we went through earlier. Last five games, Padres have only scored 11 runs. They've done that on 32 hits. The issues with runners in scoring position continued here tonight. Padres went one for 10 in that department. Last three games, the Padres are just one for 20 in those scenarios with runners in scoring position last five games, they are four uh, for 37 in those scenarios. So uh, it continues to be an issue. And uh, we'll see if the Padres can begin to correct that problem tomorrow in game three of this four game series. All right. I told you that I had a little piece of information to share with you that if you are out there, you're a Padres fan and, I don't blame you for not feeling great about the seven and eight start for being disappointed in the seven and eight start in a season that has the highest of expectations. But let me share with you a note that I think just puts it all in perspective. There were two teams in the world series a year ago, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Houston Astros through 15 games last year. Do you know what the Astros' record was? A team that was terrific in the regular season last year and went on to win the World Series. They were 7-8 and eight after 15 games, just like the Padres this year. How about the Philadelphia Phillies? Now, they had a bit of a different season. Had to fire their manager at one point. Didn't have a great first couple of months. Really turned it around, got hot at the right time. Different kind of season, but still a World Series team. The Phillies last year 15 games in were 6 and 9. I'm not saying there's much correlation, but it just puts it in perspective. It's a long year even the Houston Astros for as great as they were last season were 7 and 8 at this point, 15 games in. So if you're out there ready to hit the panic button, that should give you reason to realize how long this year is. And look in 20 more games when we hit a quarter of the the way through the year. If this team is under 500, then I think we have a different conversation. But 15 games in, we are very, very early. And again, those two teams, the Phillies and the Astros, that went to the World Series last year were both under 500. 15 games in. Let that serve as a little perspective for where we are right now in this very early mid-April part of the season. Again, the final score here at Petco Park tonight, the Brewers 11 and the Padres 2. Let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact
1: on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Bites. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit ValleyViewCasino.com today.
2: Our player of the game here tonight. We got to go with rowdy rowdy Telez. what an evening for him two home runs he has three home runs in the first two games of dearies at four rbis total big night for Telez, a solo shot in the fifth inning three run home run in the sixth inning and he is tonight's player of the game rowdy telez the dh for the milwaukee brewers now let's take a look at scores from around the major leagues
1: Let's go around Major League Baseball And take a look at the scores you need to know From across the country This is the Out of Town Scoreboard Presented by Jensen Meat Where great taste meets integrity Locally produced in San Diego since 1958
5: we
2: take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard we have everything final yes everything final around the major leagues today marlins beat the diamondbacks five to one in miami trevor rogers going six plus innings in that game allowing just one run the phillies beat the reds eight to three in cincinnati earlier today snapped a three-game losing streak for Philadelphia. Tigers beat the Giants 7-5 in Detroit in 11 innings. Nick Maton hit a three-run home run in the 11th inning to propel the Tigers over the Giants. A walk-off three-run home run at that. Guardians beat the Nationals 4-3 in Washington, D.C. Josh Bell, remember him? Former Padre hit his first home run since signing with Cleveland in that 4-3 win. Swins beat the Yankees 4-3 in the Bronx earlier today. Carlos Correa had a home run for the second straight game in that one. Blue Jays beat the Rays 6-3 in Toronto. The Rays undefeated no more, 13-1. So the Rays match the modern-era record for wins to begin a season, consecutive wins to begin a season. It ends at 13. Rays uh, do not get to 14 cannot quite get there Red Sox beat the Angels 5-3 in Boston earlier today Rafael Devers had a home run in that game his sixth already of the season Orioles beat the White Sox 6-3 in Chicago Adley Rutschman had a big hit in that one a three-run double to propel Baltimore over Chicago Braves over the Royals 10-3 in Kansas City a five home run night for the Braves, Matt Olson, Austin Riley, a couple of the guys that hit home runs for Atlanta. Rangers beat the Astros 6-2 in Houston earlier today. It was the Cardinals over the Pirates 3-0 in St. Louis. The Mets beat up on the A's 17-6 in Oakland earlier today. For Francisco Lindor hit a grand slam and a three-run double to match a career high of seven RBIs for Francisco Lindor against the A's. The Mets drew a franchise record at 17 walks in that game. 17 walks. The Oakland A's gave up. <laughs> it's unbelievable. 17 runs for the Mets. They walked 17 times, too. Brewers, well, we already know the score of that one. Cubs beat the Dodgers 8-2 to in L.A., so some good news on this uh, Friday night. Dodgers lost as well, 8-2, the Cubbies win it. Mariners beat the Rockies 5-3 in Seattle. Jared Kelnick continues to swing a very hot bat, hit another home run in this game, his fourth consecutive game with a home run as the Mariners win it 5-3 over the Rockies. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Friday night in the major leagues. All right, tough one here tonight for the Padres, no doubt about that, as they fall eleven to two. But taking a look ahead to tomorrow's game, again, an afternoon start time. We begin at one ten p.m. here at Petco Park tomorrow. Our pregame coverage begins at twelve ten with our Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show. Excuse me, I'm sorry, I've got it wrong. It's not one ten. It is one o five tomorrow my goodness 105, not 110. How many times did I say 110 during this uh, postgame show? 110 uh, excuse me 105 tomorrow not 110. 105. So that means our pre-game show will begin at 1205. Good I looked this up. Good I looked it up 1205 pregame 105 first pitch for the third game of this four-game series. Pitching matchup tomorrow on the mound for Milwaukee right-hander Freddie Peralta and on the mound for San Diego right-hander Seth Lugo. Certainly hope you can join us then. Taking a look at the final totals in this game, here tonight. For the Brewers, 11 runs, 15 hits, no errors, and the Brewers left on seven. For the Padres, two runs, nine hits, one error, and the Padres left on seven as well. Winning pitcher was Eric Lauer, who improves to two and one. The losing pitcher was Michael Waka, who drops to two and one as well. Time of game here tonight, two hours and 42 minutes, and the crowd at Petco Park, the sixth sellout already of 2023, 43000 822. That'll do it for our post game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, first pitch tomorrow at 105. Our pre game coverage begins at 12.05. Until then, for our great studio coordinator, Frank Marcasey, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score the Milwaukee Brewers 11 and the San Diego Padres 2. We'll talk to you tomorrow from Petco Park on the Padres Radio Network. Thank you